to Nerds of the Old Republic, the podcast where we drink and discuss nerdy fiction and where I refuse to learn the names of all the elves. Fuck them. They live forever. Doesn't matter then, because I'm going to die before they die. You have limited time and they're not worth it. No, absolutely. Don't Just care. say some like vowels with an F or an M and you're good. Flaylor. <laughs> Perfect. I believe yeah. that was one of the sons of Migoron. <laughs> the 73rd grandson of Melchlorothian. Yes, yes. yes. Also beholden to the oath. Oh, of course, yes. yes, as we all are. For this cast, if you can't tell, we're talking about the Amazon Prime video attempt to make something incomprehensible to me, comprehensible, The Rings of Power, based on Tolkien's The Similarian. Leave it in. First of all, by the way, it's not based on The Silmarillion. They didn't get the rights to that. Oh. It's based on the appendices to The Lord of the Rings. They literally only gave them the appendices. Yep. Wow. So it's ba- well. Don't don't get me wrong. The appendices are a novel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's another thousand pages. But yeah. I did not realize that. This is why. Well, we'll talk about it. But that's why the references yeah. are veiled and small. Uh, no, I was going to make an elf joke. We were joking off off cast about elves and and body parts and horses but, and various things. Oh, yeah, you know. Well. Let, let's bring it back. Bring it, they are I, the children of Iluvatar. Yes, let's bring I, it back to the Sumerian. To the Sumerian. <laughs> you know what? Y'all want to do it? No. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Chameleonar. <laughs> yes. Chameleary. We'll have to start doing the newspaper thing at the end of all these podcasts, and it'll just say, like, we'd like to make several corrections. <laughs> yes. we, we like to, nerds of the Old Republic, we like to apologize to the following groups. <laughs> yep. The Nerds of the Old Republican... No. no! Adam, the mold wine has killed Adam. The mold wine from first cast has knocked me out. What I was going to say is the ombudsman has told me I need to correct the following mistakes before I aggrieve any legal parties. I'm sorry, before we jump to Truth Social, I think we need to change our podcast name to Nerds of the Old Republican. Y'all can carry on. I give you the rights to the trademarks and all the images. I'm out. Welcome to Nerds of the Old Republic. Yes, thank you. Let's try that again. From the top, shall we? Or just carry on? No, this is staying. I'm not in it. All right, all right. Well, fine. If you can't tell, it's our second cast of the night. And if you loved or even continue to tolerate this little cast of ours and my mispronunciation of everything, consider leaving up to a five-star review wherever you listen. Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, anywhere. It would really help like-minded nerds find us and, uh, you know, it would give us some good feedback so we can fix the fact that I fuck everything up. <laughs> up to, but not less than five stars. Yes. Let's be clear. Well, I don't want to demand five stars, though I think we at least Well, Home Depot six. demands that of me whenever I well, buy something there, so... <laughs> well, Home Depot, we are not. Hey, remember, Nerds Nation, we're giving it away for free. Ooh. Yeah, you can't right. see the look in Sean's eye right now. But <laughs> that was a glint. I'm a little confused. <laughs> but, you know, maybe fantasy isn't your thing. And between Rings of Power today and um, the Silmarillion thing on the last episode, uh, you know, fantasy might not be your thing. Don't worry about it. We got you, fam. On our next cast, we are going to deal with the golden age of space fiction, the 90s, Star Trek, mm. and all of those other nerdgasmic intellectual properties oh, so excited Indeed. for this i cannot tell you how excited i am to just engage i'm gonna sit down like Riker as soon as we start that cast <laughs> oh backwards on the wait like the light goes over the back yes, of the chair. i got the Riker sits it <laughs> yeah. will happen get that oh, on your that uh, on your podcast good episode make it so engage <laughs> intriguing 
All right. So if you've never listened before, the very next thing we always do is talk about a beverage we are going to imbibe, which is part of the reason why I can't say any of these elven names. And Sean has graced us with another surprise beer cast. So I have no clue what he's got for us right now, but I'm going to pitch it to him. I like how the surprise beer is kind of taking the like lightning round thing. It's like our next phase, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost the next beer. generation of the show. Yes. Yeah. You know, what I should do is wrap the beers in like one of those cellophane balls and make you guys like unravel it <laughs> until you can get to the beer. Aww. All right. So before we do, though, I want to give a quick shout out myself, actually, to our friends down under where um, most of these properties reach their film potential at least in New Zealand, I believe, is also where Rings of Power and mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings films and the Hobbit films were all filmed because it is a magical place. And we have a lot of listeners down uh, below the equator on the other side of the planet where everything's upside down. And uh, I just want to, you know, give them a shout out. Let's see if this will work. Nope. Nope. <laughs> cheers, mate. There we go. There's cheers. a cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So if you hear a weird Australian guy in the background making weird random comments eventually, you'll know why. Yeah. But not really, because I didn't explain it. So nope. We'll <laughs> just matter. leave it at that. So the bear. Okay, yeah. the bear. Oh, where is the bear? Okay. You it's guys can't purse. You can't look. It's, it's, oh, okay. It's in a shopping bag, <laughs> not a purse. <laughs> it's a purse. We like, are averting our eyes. My, yes. my previous beers that I bought, I bought by, by can alone, and they're loose ties to what we were talking about. This beer, because it's the holidays, I decided to treat you guys with something that I like, because it's damn good. It's a return to the cast, and the only reason I really went with this is because, number one, consumers had no other beers relative to Lord of the Rings, and number two, one of my favorite throwaway names in the entire Silmarillion is Ankelagon the Black, the greatest of the winged worms and fire drakes ever. (laughs) Sire, I believe, of, um, uh, you know, the one from The Hobbit there. What was that one called? Smog. 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 Thank you. So, maybe not the Sire. But anyway, they all came from Glaurung, the Dread, father of dragons. But, boys, I brought you some dragon's milk. Dragon's, dragon's milk is bad. Reserve. Right. Which, yes, if you don't like it, fuck you. Because this beer no, <laughs> this beer is always good. Mm-hmm. So, here you go, sir. Thank you. I'm going to pass it over to you. Yes, thank you. Here yeah. you go. Here yeah. you go. And, I, of course, I always buy the good beer because when we're at my house, I get to keep the extra. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right, so I've got this uh, nifty little opener here. It's like a little plunger. You just kind of do this. Wow. And it doesn't work. <laughs> sort of works. Oh, it, 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 kicks, it takes it off. All right, thank there you. You, go. you got is, it. I've never seen this before. This is uh, Dragon's Milk Reserved. It's a yeah. bourbon barrel aged Ooh, stout with Stroopwafel cookies, Stroopwafel. coffee, caramel, and cinnamon. It's all the winter things. Nice. Are you ready for the read? Yes. This is the 2022 Reserve 2. <laughs> Dragon's Milk Reserve is a treasure trove for the adventurous spirit. Each entry in the Reserve series is crafted to push the boundaries of our signature stout by exploring unique ingredients and barrels. An epic journey awaits. This adventure begins with a slumber in select bourbon barrels, imparting notes of vanilla and oak to this brew. A tantalizing blend of baked Stroopwafel cookies, sweet caramel, aromatic cinnamon, and freshly roasted coffee provide a delectable dessert-like finish, completing the quest. Raise a glass to victory. To victory. To victory. victory. Cheers. Cheers. 
Mm. Oh man, that's good. That is that is <laughs> yeah. very yeah. obviously Stroopwafel cookies. Oh yeah, Actually, yeah. <laughs> like I maybe it's the caramel and then a little bit of like the sugar, but mm. I get it. Actually, uh, I didn't think I would get Stroopwafel. Uh, this yeah, is absolutely. I was joking when I said that, but uh, I'll assume <laughs> that. I figured. Um, I I, uh, I have been uh, I've always been a fan of any of the of the dark beers, uh, porters and stouts this time of year in Western New York, mm. um, but I have really really in the last year or two uh, leaned hard into the bourbon barrel shit. Mm. Um, so this is hitting the spot. Another excellent choice, Sean. I mm-hmm. thank you for joining me with this one. By the way, it is an eleven percent ABV, so drink slow. Ah, yeah. All right. Yep. Also a good reason to bring out the 11% when you're at your house because you don't have to. Sorry. I didn't know. No, think of it that no. Way. I just thought of a I'm delicious jealous. beer. It is. Del- it's chewy. Mm. It's thick. I love it. Well, and you said that there were no beers that seemed to obviously go with the Tolkien theme. Um, but that entire narrative you just read was like <laughs> quest, adventure, epic, you know, yeah. Yeah. journey. I kept coming back to it. The only one I, <coughs> sorry, the only one I saw was this uh, picture on the can of this old bearded dude. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of Gandalf-esque. Yeah. Or the stranger in the case that we're talking about the today. Stranger. But it was called Backwoods Bastard, and mm-hmm. it was an IPA, which I hate. And yeah. the guy looked like a redneck when you read it closely. So I couldn't pull it away and, and say like, hey, this guy is one of the Astari. <laughs> he clearly yeah, no. was not. No, Could have been not. a Southlander though. Oh, those Moorish Southlanders. Oh, 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 Shakespeare. That's right. Well, we'll get into, you know, all those veiled references. Um, all right. So uh, let's dive into the TV series Rings of Power. I can't say I have any personal background with it because, you know, if you listen to the other cast on um, Tolkien. As well I, you should. I, yeah. As what are you doing here? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, please stay. But at the same time, um, I come with my appreciation for Tolkien's stories through all the movies, the visual media that have been created around it. So I had really high hopes and expectations for this series, and I've got a lot to say after it so or about it. Mike? Um, I, I came to this with very low expectations. Um, mm. as, as someone who... You know, I, yeah, we, as you said, we gave our, our backgrounds with Tolkien and Middle Earth in the last cast. Uh, so I'll just quickly summarize by saying I love all of that shit. Um, yep. But I, I didn't want a TV show uh, to disappoint. Um, we've talked on some other episodes about how Star Wars uh, has has released some things that have taken a little of the fun out of the franchise. Sure. Um, and, and I was afraid of that. So I didn't want to go in with very high expectations. I wanted to keep them low because I wanted to be pleasantly surprised. Um, and, and I feel like I, I didn't need to be, I, uh, you know, we'll get into more detail. I'm like, you have a lot more to say, but, uh, I went in with low expectations and they were mm-hmm. exceeded. Mm-hmm. Sean, I went in with extremely high expectations. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went in with, um, Peter Jackson didn't direct it. No, I went in with Amazon money expectations because sure. I was kind of following the, um, the uh, gestation of this show from when it was first announced that Amazon had secured the rights to do it to the fact that they were going to reuse a lot of the Jackson sets and designs and things like that. And I'm like, okay, that's going somewhere. And then you hear that Amazon and Bezos wants this to be his big thing. And he's dumping a billion dollars. That's insane. A billion dollars with a B into the production of this thing. And immediately I started thinking to myself, well, this, if this does not exceed 
Game of Thrones production value and everything else, then it's a failure. It's a miserable failure. So, you know, there's a lot of tension in that. Like, there's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of people they need to please. There's, like, the general audience. There's the Tolkien audience. And, um, let me make my feelings known going into it, but I felt like, uh, I was hoping that this would be something that would extend people's love and appreciation of the, the Tolkien verse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. We actually got a couple comments on Twitter about the episode coming up. Thanks to Mike posting about it. And, uh, one of the people who popped in was our, our friends over at back in our day podcast. Um, and, uh, Max power said, I thought the show was great, but some of the reversals at the end tend to be cheesy. I heard they don't line up with the Silmarillion. So I wanted to get into that in a little bit. Um, they were trying to, you know, avoid spoilers and be vague, but one of the places I wanted to go was, you know, people had expectations no matter what side of the Tolkien spectrum you were on, and it had a lot to live up to. Like, no matter how it did, no matter how much Bezos penis-shaped rocket money got dumped into the show, <laughs> I mean, everybody was expecting something out of it, either a great success, a great failure, or a, a shrug mediocre, eh. So, um, it really had to thread a fine needle. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopping into it, let's get a quick summary in case our listeners haven't watched the show or, um, want to know whether or not they should watch it based on, um, like a good summary. So we get the story of Gladriel, mm-hmm. a elfin warrior who has been tracking down the great evil of the world. Um, what name are they going by at that point? The evil? Well, Morgoth they knew had been banished from the War of Wrath, so he was gone. She was tracking down the remnants of Morgoth's evil, uh, led by Sauron. Okay. And that was who she was trying to to find. And when we first see her, she is, at the end of her quest, they're telling her to give up, they're telling her to stop. it's over. Yeah, it's over. She finds some remnants of the evil, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I can't go to the Promised Land I have to continue this quest now. Something in her heart tells her, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, <clears throat> for what it's worth, my absolute favorite part of the entire series is Galadriel jumping off a boat in the middle of the <laughs> fucking ocean. Yeah. And I, then that was my first thought. Just starting to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was she, great. She dorried that, man. Just keep swimming. <laughs> she dorried. The, yeah, honestly, like, I know that elves are, like, they can live forever and take a lot of damage, but I'm like, how long has she been on this boat? <laughs> I get that you're going to the promised land. How yeah. far is that? She she was sailing into the farthest west. <laughs> yeah. Now, and if you look at the way the lore lines up, I believe before the destruction of Numenor, the Blessed Realm was still part of right. the physical world. Correct. Yes. So the you way they portrayed it was, I guess, not exactly accurate. It's supposed to be this like uh, labyrinthine Odyssean kind of like you have to try to navigate this this maze, you got to get right. through these mm-hmm. crazy places in order to even catch a glimpse of the Undying Lands. Mm-hmm. And then you would probably just get like flicked by the gods back out into space anyway. That's a major part of the Silmarillion is, the, is right. the one human who actually does go there and he leaves most of his guys on the boat and goes right. to appeal yeah. to them. Ellen Deal. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And just the fact that, you know, that's a that's a sticking point for a lot of the hardcore people who watch the show talking about how that never happens. Galadriel doesn't leave Middle Earth until the very end of the Third Age and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Literally, it was a wide open ocean that they right. were navigating to get to it. I just want to, I wish I could have been there in the writing room when they were going over the script and they're like, 
I can't even say it without laughing. They're like, okay, so this is the part where she just jumps it off the boat mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, wait a minute. She's how many, like hundreds? No, no, probably thousands of miles away from Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? what's her plan? Is there like, did she like signal somebody there's another boat? Nope, she's going to fucking swim. She took it on faith. It was like that thing where she <laughs> just knew somehow she was going to make it back to the shores of Middle Earth. I wish it. that there had been three episodes where they had cut off to well, the other swimming. stories and go- explored them a little bit. And she's then just cut- Six minutes of Galadriel swimming somewhere. Eventually she's like, fuck it. And she flips to her back and just starts like lazily back kicking back to the middle earth. I know, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that none of the other elves like notice basically. Like, yes. It's like they're all flying in right. or they're all sailing into the blessed realm. No one turned around and go like, hey, what? You know, like, Y'all hear that splash? Yeah. The like, that? Turn the boat around. Like none of that. They, yeah, they just no. kept going. Yeah, fuck no. that bitch. Well, especially when she didn't give up her dagger. Oh, yes. Right? Like, she re- everybody saw her refuse to give up her weapon. Right. Why are you not paying attention to Gladriel here? That would have been an even better scene if the boat was just slowly going alongside her. And they're like, come on, Gladriel. Like, no. You're supposed to do this. I'm not doing it. And she just keeps swimming. <laughs> well, you know, it's, I'm not done yet. That was a big, a big thing with this series was using her as one of your main characters. And that's tough because... She lives for literally thousands upon thousands of years. She is one of the earliest born of the Noldor, like one of the most majestic of all of the elf beings. And people are complaining, like, well, what is she a warrior for? I thought she was like some kind of mist- mistress elf witch thing or something, mm. like with all these powers and stuff when Frodo. I'm like, well, yeah, that's thousands of years after this. Right. She's yeah. allowed to have a life, you know? Exactly. When you think about, I mean, how much we change, I can tell you that me at 20 was... A very different person than, uh, you know, me at 40. Mm -hmm. And that's 20 years. That's two decades. That's like a a, a morning or an afternoon in Galadriel's life. And I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. But the... um, the criticism being that that wasn't consistent with her character in Lord of the Rings was a fucking absurd to me. Yeah. Yeah. I expected a younger, like, more involved and, uh, you know, vigorous Galadriel... Uh, and that's what we got in the show, and mm-hmm. and I never understood the criticism. Well, that, that's it's also consistent with Tolkien too, who basically said the elves will wane as they age, and the world True. gets weary. They grow weary, and they get they don't like look that much older, but they do change, and it's not like yeah. they change with the world because they're tied to it. And I guess people expecting that she was always Cate um, Blanchett. <laughs> Come on, people, you know, yeah. like it's first of all, it's a story. And yeah. they have to be able to compress thousands of years down into a palatable amount of time for a television audience. So that's a that's a hefty thing. If you can disconnect the you know canon lore from the story they're telling you on the TV show, I think it was well done in that regard. I agree. Yeah, and I think to expect a character who lives for thousands of years to never change, right. like they're undying, they're not unchanging. Right. That's it's a great so, point. And, and and also, why would a static character be the protagonist in a series that you've invested billions of dollars in, yeah. right? I mean, I guess the argument is, and I guess some people have made this, that she didn't need to be the character, right? But yeah. at the same time, I mean, really, is that is that the sword we want to die on? I'm no. fucking fine with but it. But it's there. It's there in the lore. She was one of the leaders yes. of the Nelder who led them out right. of the Blessed Realm back to Middle-earth to get revenge on Melkor. Correct. She was a yeah. fiery, hot warrior bitch back in the day. Yeah. Like, Let yeah. her have it, man. And, and that's, yeah. that's a quote. Directly Jonah from yes. the Silmarillion. Yes, yes exactly. Very hot warrior bitch. Yes, <laughs> yep. indeed. Um, yep. the, my one criticism of the way they depicted the elves in this series was that they have short haircuts. That is no bueno. 
They have pixie cuts. <laughs> and number two, some of the elves look old. They just look old, like Gilgalad and Celebrimbor. I'm yes. like, no, no, no. Elves cannot look older than like maybe late 30s. Right. That's it. That's where they kind of stop. I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gilgalad, is that how you pronounce it? In particular. <laughs> sure. We're all just shrugging our shoulders yeah. saying, please don't yell at us. Actually, it's probably more like Gilgalad. So, so, so Gilgalad was, um, <laughs> was the one that really, I'm like, this is supposed to be like the big shot big boss elf in middle earth at the yeah. time mm-hmm. and um you know like he's supposed to have some real striking on-screen presence um you know i'm thinking i am not gonna remember the character's name or the actor's name from uh the hobbit trilogy uh Thorinder. but uh is, is that the king of the elves yes yes uh, the, the forest elves yes um, legolas is dead legolas's father yes yeah. That dude was supposed to be like this very ancient elf, and he's like one of the big shots, one of the powerful uh, old elves. And yet, you know, he looks like a guy maybe in his mid thirties, and he yes. looks very striking and yeah. imposing on screen. I saw um, Jill, Jill Galid, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, he just looks like a dude, you know, just like a guy, yeah. a middle aged dude yeah. with long hair. He looks like a yep. middle management simp. Yeah. Who oh. goes home and jerks off to yeah. like hentai every right, night yeah. because like he's got a real lonely. job during the day and then he goes home and like listens he to lurks. like plays video games and listens to heavy metal like you know so he kind of is, is walking that line you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's that's Gil Gil Galad yeah Gil, but Gil Galad and the other the Gil guy who Galad. makes <laughs> the guy who makes the rings right was it Kellebrimbor yes Kellebrimbor who that, also looked like he was like mid fifties yes. It's yeah. like, no, bro. And all elves should have long, flowing, beautiful, fine yeah. hair. That, that is clearly... Is it because they don't cut their hair? Or... I don't know. It's just because it looks it looks more badass that way. Sure, right. More angelic. Right? right. It shouldn't yeah. look like my Uncle Gary or something from Cheek the Wong. Yes. <laughs> yes. They just... Sorry, Gary's from Cheek the Wong. And like, El- <laughs> like Elrond's depiction. Like, yes, okay, I get it. Like, um, uh, who's the guy who plays him in the movies? Agent oh, uh, shoot. Agent Smith. Hugo yes. Yeah. Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yes. Hugo Weaving's Elrond is perfect. Right? The Spot way he on. plays him is yes. as that like angry bastard who doesn't want his daughter to become a human. And eventually he's like, okay, fine. It's I get it. You know, like, but he's one of the oldest yes. of, and most powerful. Yeah. He's descended from, from Maya and right. human and elf. He's like got it all. And the way they depict him in the show, yeah, he's warm-hearted and he's got a friendship right. with with Durin and all that stuff, and it's it's lovely, but it doesn't look and feel like Elrond at all. Your point is such a good one. There's so much gravity attached to every word that Hugo Weaving utters yes. in yeah. those movies. That scene that you mentioned, where like the daughter wants to stay, yes. even mm-hmm. his version of like a dad having daughter problems conversation is like, <laughs> you will wander lonely epics under the dying trees until right. the breaking of the world. You yes. know? And yeah. it's like, you don't get that from Gilgalad in this at all. He's, no. he's the guy who like at one point, uh, Elrond says to him, uh, you owe me that. And he turns around and he's got this like cranky, like he goes, you are owed nothing. And it's like, uh, it's, you know, not is, to be inconsistent. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not, no, not, not to be inconsistent. And not saying that like Galadriel gets a free pass and she's allowed to be a different character, but no. it's that there was like, I still saw echoes of yeah. that Galadriel in Morphid Clark's portrayal. Well, they all have to have that gravity, yes. you know, that, that yeah. like sense of like, uh, oldness and wisdom yes. and mystery to them. And she had yes. that, but the other Rick. elves just didn't quite carry the gravita, gravita. that you expect from that race. I was going to say something similar in that, well, I guess if we're going to let um, Galadriel 
develop and change. I guess we should let him develop and change, but yeah, but he's not I developing and changing from anything into anything. I, he I doesn't guess. appear on screen anywhere else. Galadriel yeah. is thousands of years older than them, so maybe the fact that she has been there, done that already. Elrond has a ways to catch up. He's still kind yeah. of naive and young for yeah. an elf. Well, the 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 difference here is that Galadriel in the show has yet to become Galadriel in the movie. Um, Gilgalad basically is the Elrond of that age, right? True. Like he's yeah. not growing into something else. He's gone he's by supposed that time, to be there, right? Yeah. He's, he's supposed to be the Elrond of that age. I, I, I was confused about it. Is Gilgalad, he's younger than Galadriel too, isn't he? That I don't remember. She was born in the Blessed Realm. That's right. So she, she comes was, over as part of the oath. Right. So right. she's, follow. Yeah. she spent hundreds or not thousands of years living in, in the Garden of Eden. And I'm pretty sure Gilgalad was born a few generations down the line after the Noldor exiled themselves because he was one of the last of the high kings of the Noldor, right? Like that was, but I, I think he was descended from uh, Turgon or someone like that or, you know, whatever one of those fucking names we can't remember. All Pierre Turgeon. <laughs> wow. There you go. What a, that, oh, that, I, ooh, that was weird. Oh, what happened to our oh, nose? It just got and his nose go. was bent just the same. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, the yeah, uh, one it, of those names I can't remember. Yeah, I just I, it's weird, like the hierarchy of how that works, right? Like that's one question I've got for this. Like, let's let's, let's get into it, right? Sure. Okay, so yeah. elves are basically immortal. They yep. age to about their thirties or so, and then they pretty much essentially stop. But like, they don't get down. Like they have <laughs> they have children, obviously. It's, yeah, somehow. And it's you spend you literally spend thousands of years celibate. Maybe that's the answer, though. I mean, we we don't know because oh, no. our period. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> our our like, you know, stretch of our lives is like a few decades where we're like super into that, right? Maybe it's the same for them, and then they just don't get old and die, right? Like they get bored with it after like yeah, 50 actually, years. after a thousand years Tol- of having sex, and then they're like, yeah, sex. I don't know. Tolkien wrote whatever. about it a little bit, like in a in a vague way in that book I was saying in the last cast about like notes on Middle Earth or whatever. And I guess the elves have like they have their passionate time when they're young, when they're still kind of new in the world and elves everything. in heat. And they'll well, yeah, he actually goes into quite detail. Like they'll have a kid, and the oh, the lady elf. Or like I can imagine word. the detail talking. <laughs> oh my god! Like the, the the woman elf will like she has to rest and recover because so much of her spirit fire goes into the new one. Damn. Which is why Fanor's. Um, mom died, died in, in the un- yeah. the only person ever to die in the Undying Lands because she put all of her spirit into her son. That's why mm-hmm. he was so crazy. Which is why, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, like so they have to recover. It takes a few years or whatever, and then they come back. They get down again, and they have like a handful of kids, mm-hmm. and then they just like you said, they kind of just get tired of it, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. It sounds like humanity, but stretched out on a longer timeline. Because if you've ever had a kid, that's pretty much what happens. Is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get down, you have your kid, and you're like. Fuck, this is tiring. It takes so but, much But the effort. crazy thing this is, is that then your parents are with you forever, and they look essentially just like you. Right. And I always thought, that that's kind of weird. Like, did you realize Galadriel is like Elrond's aunt or something like that? Yeah. Or whatever. And his daughter, um, Arwen, is actually like uh, Aragorn's like great, 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 great aunt or something like that. Like, they're related all through the same house. It's, like, some weird shit going now. Elrond married Galadriel's daughter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all there, man. There's, you know, I guess if you live forever, you really have to keep track of your family trees. Oh, yeah. not get that shit fucked up. (laughs) 
<laughs> they would need very good record keeping. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if you're if you're not like getting down through most of eternity, then you're probably not really worried about it. Well, that's true, and I guess their memory is better than ours. Like, I forget shit I did yesterday, let alone like something like that. Yeah, thousands I think of years ago, the Even Star Arwen was one of the last elves born in Middle Earth. Like, she was one of the younger ones. So, but I don't know how that works. And Aragorn was really old too, right? Wasn't he like eighty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, older than that, I think. Well, no, maybe not. He was around there, yeah. Yeah, but he was raised in Rivendell. There's a scene that I I don't know if it was either a deleted scene or if it's in the extended edition. I I can't remember, but he. Uh, he actually tells, um, oh shoot, I'm blanking. Who's the other? There's only like two women in Lord of the Rings. Who's the other one? The human. Amen. Yeah. He, so he's telling her how old he is and uh, like she doesn't believe him. Yeah, at she's first, stunned and, by it. And then he has to explain. You yeah. Know? He's one of the Duna Dane. Yeah. You want to really fucked up because I know we're getting way off topic here. That's we'll, we'll end it with this. It's all on topic. Yeah. It's, so he, it's all Middle Earth. He was reared in Rivendell, right? In the House of Elrond. Uh-huh. Uh, Arwen would have been around for hundreds of years or so before he was. So she would have been like changing his diapers and shit as a baby. Fuck, mm. man. That, yeah. That, 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 doesn't that fuck yeah. with you a little bit? Like, yeah, now that you got Liv Tyler and Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. He's so much older than her. Oh, my God. No. The characters themselves. She had been around for a while. Damn. Oh, I, yeah. This cast makes me realize how much I don't know, and I already knew that I don't know. There's a lot to unpack for sure. There for sure is. So, you know, I guess one of the the easiest ways to make this accessible for um, for others at this point would be okay. We've gotten a brief summary, at least the start of the quest. What do we do in here? Galadriel is back in the world trying to stop the return of Sauron. Did I get that right? Should we should we talk about how she just basically got duped? Yeah, I mean, we can go there. My next, let's go there first. Okay. As as part of the okay. continuing summary, yeah. okay. we can we can edit it together or out or in however we want. Uh, All right, that sounds like a lot of work. All right, <laughs> let's, just, let's just riff. That's fine. Dear family, stay with us. <laughs> so she got duped. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Want to expand upon that for those people who haven't made it to what would you say episode? The last. Nine. Was that nine or ten? I don't know. One of the last it episodes. Was the final right? episode. I right. Forget the it final. final. It, was, it was after they revealed the Mordor in a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yes, one of my favorite gifs of <laughs> yeah, this week, right great. next to the potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> No, it was um that was one of the brilliant turns I thought of the story because Agreed. they really took the idea of Sauron the Deceiver, right. mm-hmm. who at that time could still take fair form, and he basically like duped them all, yes. and that's exactly yeah. how not exactly, but that's well, that is how it works in the story. Like he he like fucks over the Numenorians, he fucks over the elves, he fucks over all these people because he's so good right. at deceiving them yeah. that I think um they played that role great in the way that. He like reveals himself in a way to to Galadriel, and the way Morfid Clark plays that, like like the oh fuck, yes. yeah. like you, the guy who pulled me out of the ocean, yeah. saved my life. I've been fighting for you right. and with you. Yeah. You're my mortal enemy right. that I swore to kill with this dagger. Wow! And that was the moment so many people were pissed about. Oh, I, I loved and, it. And I, don't, I loved it. I think like the way they traditionally do these things is they fool. They have the deceive the deceiver character fool the other characters, but not the audience. So you mm, get the Sheev mm-hmm. Palpatine, yes, you know, yeah. who's like practically like snarling and twirling <laughs> his fingers <laughs> and saying everything cryptically with double meaning, yeah. you know, and and all Throwing the other characters, the camera, all, right? Like like I want peace, <laughs> and and all the yeah. other characters are like, see, that's a good dude right there. We can yeah. trust him. Yeah. But they actually 
fully went in on the deceitful aspect of this. They mm. fooled the audience too. Well, they also they hit- sold this guy almost as Aragorn Light, like yeah. a yeah. heroic, yes. good call, you know, sort of dude who's like he's gonna be he's 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 King of the South, love. right? Like because when we meet Aragorn, he's like one of those wild rangers, right? But he turns out to be like the guy who's gonna save them all, yeah. and that's how they are with this guy. He's on a fishing boat. We're not really sure, but oh, it turns out he's really the rightful king of the South, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Yeah. And we're fooled too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't I don't really know how the audience, how I, I haven't like uh, talked to a ton of people about this. So I don't know if most people are more clever than me. Um, but until I happened to see a spoiler, like right before I watched oh, the last episode, awesome. I didn't know it. Like I yeah. had no idea. It wasn't yeah. even on my radar trying to like no. guess who Sauron might well, be. Well, they had the red herring of the stranger. Right. Who yeah. was the, you know, lands in a comet. Fire disappears from him, yes. like the evil one. Those and three always, creepy things are looking for. Yeah, and that one always did feel wrong to me. I said that yeah. from the beginning. Like that, that character did not seem like Sauron to me. Uh, but, but, but they did a really good job of balancing those two characters as yes. which ones it going to be. True. Because yeah. the stranger had his moments of like, oh fuck, that's not good. Like mm-hmm. if he's really forgetting who he is, because right. Sauron was a Maiar. Right. He yeah. was at one point, they, quote unquote, they veiled good. him. Yeah, right. they veiled his mind. And there was a time, if you read in the Akalabat, that talks about how Sauron actually may have repented for a little while mm-hmm. of the evil of Melkor. So you don't know, right? right. Yeah. And then they kept showing um, the uh, what was what did they call him? The guy who turned out to be Sauron. What was his name? Oh. I fucking forgot. Some throwaway name. Sheev? I don't know. <laughs> Sheev. But That's anyway, so that Nigel. guy, he looks like oh yeah, <laughs> Nigel. he's he's <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> He's very like gray morality and all that, yes, and he yeah. just seems like a like a dude. But there's that like, oh, he helps Galadriel. He's yeah. really sharp. He uh, oh, he fucked those guys up and broke right. some bones and stuff pretty brutally. Ooh, Handily. yeah, blood splatter on the screen. So right. there was equal amounts of like, who could it be? And, and it, yeah. but it's done super well, like because it's it's the type of thing where. Even that doesn't make you think at the time. You think like, oh, those those dudes were bullies. They fucked yeah. with him, and he mm-hmm. fought back. And he, oh, okay. So what have we learned here? We've learned that he's got some good warrior training, right? And the yeah. but could, could be, could be the king But of the South. in retrospect, only in retrospect does that yeah. seem like, oh, that was a clue. Because look how fucking savage that was. Yeah. Like he didn't yeah. fuck around. He fucked those dudes up oh, yeah. brutally. Yeah. yeah, and I think the the one thing that I got from the uh, the stranger episodes that. Made me think for a while, besides the darkness of some of the, the magic he used, the uncontrollable power, is those three... I can't think of their names. What are they called in the show? The uh, three things looking Acolytes, for I think. Yeah, the, like we that. can call them the acolytes. Oh, those things sense. are terrifying. They were terrifying and creeping. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll buy into this. That right. they would, of course, be looking for Sauron. Right. I'm trying... Sauron. Sauron. Like sour. Sauron. Sauron. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Close. Sean's going to punch me in the face. Pretty soon. Oh, if I haven't done it by now, Adam. That's fair. I appreciate that. <laughs> but like that that was enough of a red herring for me to buy into it and say, like, yeah, of course. Because I'm also, no offense, Amazon, I'm not really expecting that sort of intellectual approach to I'm just looking, okay, here's a copy of the text right. sort of thing. But the other thing too that I think threw people off is that the Astari or the wizards don't come to Middle Earth until the third age. Right. So no one was expecting mm-hmm. another Maiar presence. In Middle Earth at this time, but there, I guess there's these veiled ideas that the Blue Wizards may have come earlier, or that they might Gandalf might have walked in Middle Earth before he came as Gandalf. So yeah. we don't know. There's a lot of open-ended, sure. like 
and I guess that would explain his like affinity for the hobbits because he found the small folk right. first, and or they yeah. found him, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, they need Gandalf. They need Gandalf. Oh, he's, yeah. he's got to be Gandalf. And, and right? that's, I don't know if we yeah. want to talk about this topic now, but that that's another no, thing that fine. has received criticism that I am totally fine with. I have no objection to. I I mean, the way that all of Tolkien is written is in while he gives you so much detail upon which the story is built, Mm -hmm. much of the story is broad strokes itself in terms of like the character and the events like battles happen and you don't get pages and pages of battle detail. You get like the battle was fought. It was intense and people were killed. Here's who won. Right. So six people died and everyone else. If you're going to adapt (laughs) this for a modern television audience, then, you know, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some evolutions you're going to, have to take some liberties if you want to say like hey you know what gandalf is a if not the major character in middle earth in many people's mm-hmm. minds we're yeah. gonna bring him in a little early whatever i have no give him a little mythology to it. he's the anti-sauron right like yes, he, is, he has the, to be he's the antithesis of everything that sauron is because saruman couldn't stand up to him right, right? it was always gandalf even Celeborn or Celebrimbor or whatever, no, uh, Cirdan, sorry, Cirdan, the shipwright, gives him Nenya when he arrives because he knows this dude's going to do some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's like the idea that that guy was even entrusted with the Ring of Power. There's got to be something behind it, right? Like, maybe he was there before and that spirit was recognized by by Cirdan. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what you're here for. You got to take this guy out. You know, like, there's so... Mm -hmm. It's not like it's totally unearned. And I think the, the Tolkien... Uh, Illuminati there need to relax a little bit <laughs> that, and let them tell is. the story. Well, there's I think definitely that's a lot of... some like strict constructionists yeah. in the Tolkien world. Yeah, and that's a great way to put it. I was about to say is what you basically have are Tolkien scholars who want you to know that they're Tolkien scholars. I don't I don't mean yeah. legit Tolkien scholars, like people who have spent their life like immersed in this shit. I mean like just real enthusiasts, yeah. you know, like ourselves, but yeah. they they want to use these criticisms as a way of underscoring their own understanding right. of the world. They're their comic book guy. Exactly. Comic yes, guy, another yeah. great analogy. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. guys both get a bell. This Bell is for hey. both of you. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> You'll be right, mate. <laughs> Thank you for that. There so I, I, I mean, I, I'm like, we, we know all this shit too. Like, we've read all the yeah. books, we've seen the movies, we've watched the extended editions and all the supplemental material. We know all the shit. Too. God, how much of our lives have we devoted to this fantasy world? A lot. You know what? Let's criticize the fuck out of the show so that everybody knows how much time we've committed. That's right. We need to score our points now to undermine everyone else's identities. Yes. I think if you have an understanding of of the different mediums, then you understand that, like, look, man, the Silmarillion and the appendices at the end of Return of the King are are not translatable to the screen unless you take a lot of liberties. Now, once you... now, Now, I guess, where do you draw the line is the question. For me, I'm willing to be pretty generous if the story is well done, and I thought it was. I think there's an analogy in modern um, interpretations with, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Foundation. Oh, yeah. Which they, sure. I believe, was it uh, YouTube or who the hell tried to make that thing? Uh, Apple TV Plus. Is it Apple TV? I think so. I haven't exactly seen it, but I read a few quick reviews, and they were saying the same problem. You're talking about a story that takes place literally over millennia. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how do you tell that story? Because you have no consistent cast. At least the people in Rings of Power have some touchstones. You've got Elrond. You've got Galadriel. You've got Sauron. You've got these people who, and like, I, I mean, even the Numenorians who live for hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. And what was the uh, the kid there that 
that eventually cuts the ring off of Sauron's finger and fucks the world over by not killing or destroying the ring. Oh. He's a kid in the story. He's a kid in the story. Yeah, yeah. The, the, sailor, the sailor boy. Yeah, what the hell is his fucking yeah, name? Yeah, why are we playing? He's a major character yeah. in yeah. the rings, too. Isildur. Yes. Yeah, oh, my Isildur. God. That's, thank you, Beer. You are Isildur's yeah. heir, not Isildur himself. Yes. The same weakness flows in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> but Isildur's there. Like, it's, you know, there's, a, there's enough there where you can still tell a cohesive tale that I don't think is going to fuck with the originals that much. And if you read the original material, it is much more saga-esque. Yes. Whereas sure. this is like, no, this is a really happened kind of a right. feel to it. So mm-hmm. I, you have to decide, like, how are you going to do this? Are you going to do this as an anthology or are you going to do this as serialized storytelling? Yeah. You cannot do the Silmarillion and the Appendices and be faithful unless you're going to do an anthology. You know, like, here's chapter seven, <laughs> the section where we explore blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Um, if the you're section gonna... where I just show you a random yes. disembodied entity creating the earth. Exactly. And so to your point about, like, he, they have they wanted a set cast of characters. They wanted to tell a cohesive, serialized tale. Yeah. Then you have to make major changes like that. And one of the aspects of serialized storytelling are major characters, protagonists yeah. and antagonists. But one of the things that's really cool is like the development of Numenorean culture. Like they, they've got a setup for season two, which I think will really work well because you got our Farazan, who is like whatever the, the nephew of the king who dies and he's going to, you know, we know what's going to mm-hmm. happen there. Mm-hmm. With the blind queen and uh, with Isildur and his father and how the, uh, the destruction of Numenor is coming. They've also got the origins of Mordor, which I thought was badass. Yeah. The way that I they did that. that. I was like, man, this Chekhov's gun thing better go somewhere with that right. sword thing that that little, that little pissant had. Yeah. And then <laughs> finally it was like, oh, wait a minute. That actually was pretty fucking badass. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, they got a setup now where Sauron's walking into Mordor. One does not simply walk into Mordor, Mordor. but Sauron does. He's walking (laughs) in to basically like set them up for that first time where the Numenorians come in force to the to the west, or they come. I'm sorry, to the western shores of Middle Earth, and they basically make him heal. And they're like, no, you're coming back with us. Like they have the now they can do that. They can bring him back and they can say he's known now and right. make it like I am Anatar, giver of gifts. And like right. they can do that whole thing, make him make war on the Undying Lands. Like right. they've got yeah. that whole part right. of the story. Please the nerds with it, but you've got the core story set up Agreed. to do that now. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I think they really have the money, the budget, oh, and yeah, probably the time to make that epic battle happen. Yes. In a way that like would please everybody. And that's the beauty of this, is I think how gorgeous this show is to look at yeah mm-hmm. it is stunningly beautiful that is the one pleasure i could sit there and watch it on mute and just be <laughs> dazzled it's like playing breath of the wild which right. is that it's just this huge fantasy world that just yes. looks incredibly yeah. rich and detailed and they the budget was perfect for that and that and that was a huge part of the lord of the rings trilogy is is like you said uh you could watch it on mute and just enjoy the visuals. You could watch it without dialogue and just enjoy the fucking music. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Um, and that that was something that The Hobbit was lacking. The yes. the music was less and the visuals mm-hmm. were less. Right. And Rings of Power, I don't know that I'm willing to like say the music was fantastic. It wasn't bad. But the visuals were back to that. Like, yes, this yeah. is an important part of it. Right. It, it can't look like a cartoon like The Hobbit did. It had this sense of scale, this sense of yeah. epicness. And, and as you said, it was just beautiful on screen. Right. It's not flawless. You know, like no. the portrayal no. of The Hobbit, of the Wanderers, whatever they call them. 
What the, um, Disappointing. Perfoots. Yeah. Perfoots. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a pastiche of right. like Irish, like. Irish yeah. countryside peasant yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. With some gypsy thrown in. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and by the way, those people are supposed to be like so heartwarming and loving and everything, but holy fuck, they are That's hardcore. cool as shit, man. Oh, yeah. They're like, dude, yeah. you, you, you sprained your ankle, you fucked now. Bye. Yeah. Oh, shit. You can't Bye. keep up. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. You're slowing the hardfoots down. Yeah, we'll pick up your shit on the way back and, when you're dead. And I will say, that was, for me, a major problem in that final episode was like, you had that, like you said, that bad-ass, masterful reveal of who Sauron was, where you have, like, goosebumps, and it was mm-hmm. so well done. Galadriel's, like, shock and horror is our shock oh, and horror. I loved how he tried then, to seduce her, too. Like, that was yes, even better. Yes, I like that, oh. too. But but then after that, you immediately come out of that and go to uh, the one main Harfoot girl saying goodbye to no her family for, like, half an hour. Yeah. She goes to That's every other Harfoot, and she's like... <laughs> Very tearful, Unearned. and they have entire yeah. dialogues. And then she goes to the next one yeah. and yeah. does it all again yeah. and again yeah. and but again. <laughs> that was like the end of the Jackson trilogy, where it just would not end. Yes, yeah. you know. And I know he cut a lot out of that. Like he didn't talk about the scouring of the Shire and Saruman yeah, going back and all. Out. He got all of that out of it, but it still felt like, oh, it's over. Nope. Okay, now it's and, over. And Keep nope. Going. Oh, Fade now it's to the nope. <laughs> But even that, like, I don't mind that because that was tying together a lot of storylines from the whole thing, and and it was such a brooding trilogy that it's like, okay, let's spend a little time ending it. Yeah. But this was just like, dude, you go from the emotional high of that Sauron thing to this girl saying a tearful goodbye to her family for half a fucking hour yeah. on yeah. screen. I was just like, dude, this this better. Ninety nine percent of those people I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. That's right. the thing. Like, who the fuck's this one again? Yeah. Definitely. Pathfinder <laughs> died. The <laughs> The weakest oh, part. Matter. The weakest part of the story is the Harfoots. Like, yeah. I, I get it. They're supposed to be the heartwarming. Excuse me. <coughs> Bless wow. you. On air sneeze. How unprofessional. I'm sorry, guys. But the um, you know, I think the rest of it made up for it. I know they're going to learn lessons from this. Absolutely. They're going to sure. listen to their criticism. Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, maybe we should dial down the yeah. pastiche a little bit. And Absolutely. The director's already contacted us, guys, about our feedback. This, this is true. So, right. this is true. they got to bring fine. Colbert in as a uh, you know, future friend of the cast. they got to bring him <laughs> yeah. in as a consultant, too. Yeah, as sure. a producer. Yeah, so, uh, radical shift here, uh, sure. but I want to talk about my absolute favorite character in Go this whole it. thing. Uh, I, but uh, his name is escaping me. It is the the guy who was an elf, and he's now like the father of orcs. The character name. Oh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know Adar. who you're talking about. Adar? Adar, right? Like Adar, the, his name is his like father. He's, he's the guy who leads the orcs down yes. through the trench yes. and everything. I totally forgot about yes. that bloke. Best part yes. of the show for yes. me. Yes, he was he amazing. Was, the dude, like, right from his introduction, I and I will I will admit, I was one of the people that was duped and thought that was Sauron. Yeah, first, same. Right? Same here. Sure. And, but then he does this, like, I'm a huge Apocalypse Now fan, and I'm telling you, the dialogue uh-huh. was literally lifted from Kurtz yep. at the end. You know, he asks him, yeah. you know, he asks him where he's from, and then he does that thing like, oh, I remember going down the river and seeing all these pretty flowers on the land. And you're like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah. Innocence Lost and PTSD. Yeah. SD and all that, you know, um, and then the way he played that character as this some as this uh, person who is simultaneously has a heart and is horribly cruel at the yeah. same right. time. This twisted heart, and, his logic fits. But even his cruelty, you see as a reflection of like what he's been through. You know, that post-traumatic stress disorder is written all over yeah. that character. There, yeah. there, I thought he was great. So much to mine there because like the theories on the internet are rife for that guy. And like they're like, I guess the leading theory as far as I can tell is that he's Meglin. 
the um the dark elf who oh, was from, from Gondolin, yes, okay. who fell into okay. flame, but they never really showed that he yes. died because yeah. he's disfigured, right? He's a little scarred, but he could have also just been someone who was tortured by Morgoth or whatever, right. yeah. like. You know, the, the theory that the orcs were just twisted elves and they came from the elves somehow and that's why they call them Adar or whatever. And it's just, there's so much pathos dripping from that yes, character. Yeah. Like he, yes. that guy earns every, right. every second of screen time. When Galadriel's yeah. like interviewing him and you find yourself interviewing, uh, yeah. interrogating yeah. him. Yeah. But fine. you find yourself on his side, yes. right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not yes. Galadriel's, his no. side. And he's like, you know, she says something to the effect of like, you know, look how much they're suffering. And he's like, but they all have a name or something to that something, effect, yeah. right? You but know, and it's just named. like, damn. I want him to have a spinoff origin story. Like, I want <laughs> yeah. more on that Careful, guy. you're going to get, like, yeah. what happens with Star Wars, where it's like, here's a Gronk droid, like <laughs> oh, Mike shared geez. with us earlier. A Gronk droid? A Gronk story. Wait, wait, Did wait. you see that? No, no, I'm sorry. Sentence? First of all, first of all, and, and it's a Gonk. 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 <laughs> a Gronk droid would be a totally different thing. That yeah. would be a droid that has, like, a, a cruise and... Keep shouting nuts yes exactly uh, or 69 bro uh, well i'll tell you what <laughs> that's what that droid says beer. yeah that's what that droid says it 69 actually... bro <laughs> 69 uh, no i'm sorry i did, I did. No, i want that story yes, yeah right there you go you know what if disney pays me five million dollars i'll write that story i did oh. read uh that the actor who played that character is not returning though season two i know that's what sucks yeah, that's that sucks. however sucks you know it, it blows if they can get a person that can carry that kind of gravita <laughs> and the, the prosthetic should make it fairly seamless but oh man i really hope it is maglin i really hope it's some like like prominent elf from the yeah. first mm-hmm. age who was Who's tortured calling? and twisted and turned into this father of orcs or whatever and he gets in a chance to explore like that because now Sauron's going to come in and be like, "Yo, fuck you, get out of here! This is my place now." Right. Yeah, you know, I, I manipulated all this. Right. Yeah. There's going to be a power struggle. It's going to be great. Yeah. That the changing into Mordor was one of the most visually stunning scenes, <sighs> and the wild. lead up into that with like the trenches going into the uh, the town of Man, yeah. and then just when the brimstone came and hit that entire wall of humans, like, oh my god. That that was the first scene where I was like, okay, now I can't do anything else. I have to sit and watch this. Yes, I can't yep. do laundry. I can't do whatever. <laughs> I'm staring at this now. Admittedly, I was watching the whole series like week for week. I was watching it up to that point, and I was like, okay, it, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm like the Duran stuff. With Elrond and that, I'm like, all right, okay, that's that's where Mithril yeah. comes from, and oh, Mithril is the secret to saving the Elven realm. That, that shit was, was a bit weird. Yeah, it did a little hokey. A bit yeah. yeah, it's like they tried to find a way to make a reason for them to make the right. rings of and power, and it's not drawn yeah. from anywhere. No, in Tolkien. no, that was, I that don't was think so. But I'm glad right. that was and that's oh, that's how they they know. delved too deep and found the Belrog and all that. Right. All right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. they got to find a way. I was kind of losing it. But then that Mordor reveal. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fucking Tolkien boner. Yeah. <laughs> I sat there going like, oh, yes. That is what I came for. Because I had a feeling that one time they showed like the distance and they showed that, that singular mountain there. I'm like, fire. is that the Lonely Mountain? I'm like, no, they're in the Southlands. And then you see it, Orduin or whatever it's called, erupting. I'm like, fuck. And the way it all went down, I'm like, that shit's been laid there for centuries. Yeah. Yep. It, it was reminiscent to me of a very similarly shot scene. Uh, we mentioned the Shakespeare references before. There's a, a, a Macbeth film starring Michael Fassbender that ends that way. The, the gorgeous Scottish countryside uh, turns, the, the entire screen turns red as they burn the forest 
This is how uh, Dunsinane comes to, to Burnham Wood. Yeah, uh, because it's the the glowing embers falling. But mm. but the mm. the countryside disappears into <laughs> into the 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 fiery red, and it is it is a stunning juxtaposition and a horrifying shot, and gorgeously done. And that's what I was thinking about as I watched this. You have this beautiful New Zealandish shot of Middle Earth. Yeah. Suddenly being totally engulfed in the red of of the flame and the smoke and all that. Super cool. Yeah, I'm. I I gotta say. Well, I think we're getting close to the end, right? But yeah, we're just about there. I gotta say, I am really looking forward to the second season. I might be a minority of Tolkien nerd that's feeling that way, but I I loved it. I thought it was worthy of a watch and a second. I'm going back to watch it again before the new season comes out because. Oh yeah. I'm sure I missed things in this. Oh, for sure. I always feel like in a Tolkien story, it's denser than I even think it is. And I already know it's dense and I'm like the blockhead who doesn't get everything watching it the first or second time. So I'm definitely going to go back to it. And it bears it bears stressing. I mean, if if you're a longtime listener of the show, then you already know this. But if you came to this show because you were searching for Tolkien content, um, we're not like, you know, people who just geek out over everything. And like we we are... uh, you know, listen to our back catalog. We criticize the fuck out of many things. Yeah. Uh, so if if we're saying that we thought this was well done, it's not because we're you know assholes who just are going to like anything because it's Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I Amazon think, did not pay us for this endorsement. No, exactly. I, not I think that. Yet. I feel like the sentiment being expressed here, uh, which we mutually agree on, is is very genuine. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fresh voice. That's what I like about it. It's like Peter Jackson, he took it and did something with it that cinematically, like you said before, Mike, no one ever thought it could be done. And I think this group of producers here and the money that they've dumped into it, they've created just a new voice in that universe. And I am not pissed at it. And it's okay for things to just be good. Right, like yeah, I mean, we're so you, spoiled with yes. everything being pristine, right? And immaculate. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. you have Lord of the Rings, which from from my in my opinion is a cinematic masterpiece. It's one of the great films of all time. I mean, the whole trilogy by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have The Hobbit, which is an atrocity and a carnival show. <laughs> oh, agree. And, and then I think that yeah. I think this lies somewhere in the middle. It's it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's good, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to our back catalog, as Mike was suggesting, this is one strongly of the, suggest. strongly suggesting this is one of the rare episodes where we all agree that this yeah. is a watch. Yeah, we have definitely split decisions throughout most of the podcast here, so it really is saying something. Yeah. If so, all of us are here, yes, somebody hit us on the socials and tell us how many times we've actually all agreed unanimously <laughs> on something. Yeah, yeah, and, and one of the three of us is, uh, let's say, very careful in in what they give their um you know uh, approval to that's very kind as Mike <laughs> and it's been nothing but approval this evening so i i i wanna i'm saying this as a this shit must be good must be worth your time <laughs> fuck <Yeah. laughs> we didn't hear this no in this entire episode no. nor, nor the, the last. last one on the silmarillion no, we no. did not hear the booming sean fuck you no, no. i had i just There's did that out of to. out of just loyalty to <laughs> tradition sure well i appreciate that you're welcome sticking with it you'll be you i don't know either but you know, for our friends down in the Down Under, we appreciate the sound effects for this episode. We appreciate your time. And our listeners in Cameroon. Oh, hey, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot about you, Cameroon. Yeah. We see you. 
showing up on the cast here. Uh, that's a, it for us tonight. Uh, before this, you know, 11% beer hits me so hard that I can't speak anymore. <laughs> Too late for that, Adam. <laughs> but uh, it has been fantastic hanging out with you guys, talking Tolkien. And if yes. Tolkien's not your thing, if high fantasy isn't your thing, we do have some space fiction coming up with oh, yeah. all of the beautiful 90s um star trek next generation and the other space shows that we have seen coming out or that we saw coming out in the 90s i'm working on the trademark for that episode the 90s nerdgasm oh yeah yeah i think we can get that into the patent office oh yeah this timestamp this episode folks <laughs> nerdgasm <laughs> belongs to us that's right that's right i don't think so actually it but belongs to us damn it that's right. we'll fight for the right to use the word nerdgasm indeed <laughs> look on uh look at us and our socials we're at nerds of the old republic we'll post some links to some of the like super cuts that we're looking at the episodes we're thinking of and uh, feel free to hit us up if we miss something in any of the rings of power or you want to send us some suggestions for episodes from star trek uh next generation deep space nine voyager um any of the other babylons or stargate sg1 yeah yeah we'll get... space above and beyond one. Yeah, nobody knows that one. No. I'm the I only person either. who remembers that show in the, in the entire world, probably. But that's where we're going next. Well, maybe the actors remember. Farscape? I remember Farscape, yeah, sure. Farscape. sure. Yeah, that's, All right. Right. that's where we're going next uh, next month, so we'll see you then. Until then, stay nerdy, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.